Hey guys, it's Williams here on the Psycho and Fanatic Podcast Network. Uh, busy, busy, busy Tuesday in Ames. The big announcement that was made earlier today about the Iowa State Center and Iowa State's ambitions for that. I'll give a really quick commentary here before I get to my interview with Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell. Uh, first of all, no rundown podcast today because just really busy dealing with all of this. Rob Gray having a detailed report on that. And also the um, band controversy with the University of Iowa. Jamie Pollard was very expressive in his opinions on everything going on there. Um, uh, with the Iowa State Center and the ambitions, and hopefully you guys have had a chance to get on the internet and see the photos and uh, videos and renderings and all that stuff. I mean, this is, I'm going to give a greater take on this later in the week. Uh, but real quick, I mean, the way I see this is just basically the university and even the city of Ames giving the keys. Uh, to Jamie Pollard to, um, you know, unleash his vision. And I asked Jamie about this. I mean, he he sees Iowa State fans at the Power and Light District, what they've been able to do in Memphis, at the Alamo Bowl, congregating. And um, these multi-use uh, entertainment facilities are so popular. They're all across the country. And it's a visionary thing to me. Um, if you guys remember 10, 15 years ago, the, the amount of concerts that Jack Trice Stadium would get, that Hilton Coliseum would get, and, and you know, Wells Fargo Arena has been great um, for the city of Des Moines, but the city of Ames doesn't get a lot of those things anymore. And I, I think that this is Ames um, saying, hey, we're still a big deal too, and this could be really big. Uh, talk of a hotel, another university hotel. Pollard reference kids coming on college visits and staying in hotels in Ankeny. They want to keep them in Ames. And I think it's a uh, man. Um, Pollard's is such a visionary. And the one thing about him too, is I, I knew Jamie right when he got the job. And like, to me, he was, I was like at the time, like, is this guy, um, he's more of a businessman than he is an athletic director, which is often the case. Those type of guys get into college athletics. And I think this is another challenge for Jamie later on in his career. I think that anybody gets to that point where you've been doing something 10, 15 years. I know that I feel like this every day when I wake up and you just kind of, you have an itch to scratch and highly motivated people are, are like that. And that's, that's definitely what Jamie Pollard is. So take a look at everything. Again, I want to be able to process everything where I have a longer time. I'll probably address all this on the Thursday thesis coming up here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, as well as my in-depth look at Iowa State and Louisiana Monroe. Uh, but uh, we'll talk more about that coming up as I did my weekly interview with Iowa State head football coach Matt Campbell. We'll hear that coming up right after this. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and don't forget about this. So you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying 
thank you to our state's great pork producers. Hello, fanatics. It's Chris Williams. I want to tell you today about the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will help benefit every aspect of the university. Cyclones everywhere are helping reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. Yes, the cyclone spirit is a force to be reckoned with. More than 81,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 27,000 first-time donors. So far, these donors have gifted more than $1.2 billion. The cyclone energy is truly unstoppable. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. The impact is seen all across campus too, from the South End Zone Club to the North End Zone Construction to the thousands of students who receive scholarship support. You can learn more at forevertrueisu.com because the world needs more Cyclone Spirit. All right, guys, welcome back to Fanatics here on 1460 KXNO. Hanging out with Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell after a tough loss on Saturday night in Jack Trice Stadium. It's so hard, Coach. I keep saying Saturday night, and it's like, well, the game started Saturday afternoon. That was the longest day of my career. I can't eat with the game day stuff starting at like 5. What Before we get into football, what is that like? Uh, because you – and I saw you jabbed a little bit after the game that you've become like a professional at dealing with weather delays and stuff. You had it happen at Toledo, I know. Had it happen last year in the opener. Had it happen in this one. That's got to be really – difficult to manage that what's that process like yeah yeah my wife says I'm blessed to suffer you know <laughs> and so I um I, you know I, I think it is the challenge of it is how you build your team and you know I the one of the things that I'm really grateful that I have and we're blessed to do every day is we get to coach great kids here and you know I think the thing that I really appreciate about our team is this ability to kind of weather the storms and you know you talk about Saturday and one thing we talked about is you, before the game was you got to handle the unexpected and you know you get into it and nobody expected those weather delays to happen and then you not only you have one but you have two and I think the thing you you say those things because you could see how easily you could get so hyped before the game oh, yeah. emotionally and mentally play go out and play bam you got to come in then you get hyped again you got to go out and if it's based on hype I think it's really hard to sustain and it's really hard to play your best football and you know I, I really thought our kids did a tremendous job you know I think the biggest thing our kids kept their pads on you know we were able to relax when we had that second long delay and you're just constantly trying to communicate with your football team but if you don't have great leadership you could see how it could come you could come out of there and, and really Really struggle, and I never felt like our football team did that in the football game. I thought we were constantly where we needed to be in terms of, you know, in terms of attitude, effort, energy. Those things were weren't a question. So they kept their pads on because I, I was curious about that. Because and, and then you're also like, do they eat? Mm -hmm. Like how how do you just manage? 
that ass. Who's in charge of that? Yeah, you know, well, our, our strength, as, as I've become professional at it, I think our, our strength and conditioning coach has become professional because he's been with me through all these. And, you know, I, I, number one, you always prepare every week just in case from a weather standpoint or delay standpoint to make sure you have food on hand. And, you know, we were fortunate that we had enough to, to at least get us through, um, you know, those two delays in, in terms of providing food to your kids. Now, are you having a meal? No. Are yeah. you having, you know, snacks and, and maybe some of the things from a nutrition standpoint that you can have? Yes. Um, and then the second piece of it, you know, you talk about the pads. I, I just think to me, it's such an unknown. You know, in the second one, it was, man, it's going to be 30 minutes. And then 30 became 60 and 60 yeah. became 90. And so the unknown of it is, you know, I, I'd rather our kids keep their pads on and, and relax in their pads than the whole gamut yeah. of taking everything off and putting it back on. I just think that there's that can be really stressful. And, you know, I think that can that can lead to some inconsistency. So we at least did that. And, you know, whether right or wrong, it, it's kind of the way we've always planned for it and went about our business that way. All right, let's talk a little football as you're looking ahead to game number three. It's actually a good Monroe team. I think when the schedule came out, and not a lot of Iowa State fans probably recognize much about a Sunbelt team, but they went to overtime with Florida State, just one of the best traditions in all of college football. Um, before we get into them, touching on a little bit of, of your guys, I love the offensive line on Saturday. I was elite up front, and I don't know, I just felt like for the first time watching one of your teams play Iowa, you guys not only held your own, but you pushed them around a little bit too. 7.7 yards per play. You couldn't finish once you got across the 50 multiple times. However, there was a lot to build on from that. Yeah, you know, I, I think just in general offensively, you're you're seeing a rebuild of, you know, a collection of players that is starting to understand their roles and their identity. And that that's going to get rebuilt with two foundations that I'm really excited about, and that's the quarterback and that's the offensive line. And, you know, for the first time going into a season, I felt really confident that we could be and become really good up front. And, you know, I thought we took a big step against, a, you know, elite competition, you know, this past this past weekend. And not to say it was perfect because it certainly wasn't. But I think there were there was signs of who we want to become and what we've got the ability to become. You know, signs of that occurred throughout the football game. And it gave our team a chance to win the football game and be successful. And, um, you know, it's something that obviously we can continue to build off of. Running back, um, it, they didn't get a lot of carries. You kind of let Brock Purdy manage the football game. I guess let's start right there. I, I turned to Brent Bloom. I think it was when Brock was like 13 for 14 at that point in the game. And I said, take away that fumble. It's one of the best quarterbacking games I've seen in a really long time. He just seemed like he was in a zone. To be honest, Coach, he's better now through two games than I thought he would be. And and I had a pretty high opinion of him before. Is he kind of – where is he graded out in your mind? Because his completion percentage – and I just feel like you're asking him to do more with the offense this year than he did at any point in his freshman season. Well, I, I think, you know, Chris, again, the credit for that is, that number one, I'm really excited about him. But, two, the credit has to go to Brock. You know, I think you see even across the country right now, freshman quarterback has success man gets in early tries to do too much and maybe takes a step back and with Brock that's not been the case what I've seen Brock do is pour into his inefficiencies from a year ago continue to work on his craft you know I think coach Manning's done a great job of 
building into him this offensive game plan week in and week out and you know allowing Brock to do what he does best and that's Brock's got a great vision of the field find out where the weakness of the defense is and distribute the football where it needs to go at a really high rate and that's what he's done really well early on in the season and you know he's getting everybody involved in the offense whether it's the tight ends or it's the collection of receivers Brock's got the ability to take the football where the football needs to go with great consistency and if he can continue to build on that, um, we'll have a really good football team. I'm a big yards per play guy on both sides of the ball. You, The 7.7, I think, was your number. So where's the fine line as a coach when you're – you know, when you're working, because that's a really positive thing. When you're, I think you guys have only had one three and out the entire season on offense. The points aren't there, but – I mean, clearly you're doing a lot right. So where's the fine line between, okay, we're heading in the right direction, doing some good things, and boom, we're not finishing. How do you work through that? Yeah, again, I I think on that side of the ball, you've got a lot of guys that are really new, and and they're trying to define their role, and you know that there's a process to get there. You're not just going to wake up out of bed and, and, and be perfect. And so, you know, we've talked about, you know, what does success look like where are you know failures are going to occur like that that's going to happen the key is you we don't have to accept it you know and we have to demand to continue to get better at the areas that maybe our shortcomings are coming from and so I, that's what I really like about this group is there's great ownership on that side of the football even though it's young um, and that ownership starts with a quarterback when he owns it and owns what's going well and what's not going well and then demands everybody else around him get better I think that's been really huge. Nwangu, too, it just seems like every time he touches the ball, something good is happening. And I've tried telling people, and maybe you can back me up on this, he's never been healthy. And because I think a lot of fans are maybe surprised of his production so far, but we've. We have never really seen a healthy Kenny Nwangu, have we? No, you know, and that's the thing that that's hard. And, you know, I, I think even for us as coaches, going back to those early memories of Kenny, you know, there was a point in time where it was David and Kenny, and yeah. it was going to be really interesting to see after that freshman year who would emerge. And, you know, Kenny, Kenny uh, tears his Achilles tendon in, in the winter that year. And, um, you know, it, it's, I think we're finally starting to get Kenny back. There were times in spring practice we were like wow this guy's really really the guy that we saw early in his career and you know and then even battled through some injuries through fall camp you know and and just tweaks and you know but he's a battler and you're starting to see him get healthy and get into a rhythm he's got elite speed he's got elite strength and you know it's going to be fun to watch him continue to grow yeah he's been great looking ahead this um, Louisiana Monroe team they look to have a really talented quarterback you said in your press conference today which seemed like a strong statement if you had seen them play but you said that maybe the best group of skill guys that you've seen and I I mean I would agree with that they they got a lot of really talented guys who don't necessarily scream sunbelt what is the biggest challenge for Iowa State 11 o'clock on Saturday well, I, I think the first biggest challenge for Iowa State is Iowa State. Yeah. Um, emotional game this past weekend, a rival game, long day, nine hours there, and you're emotionally drained leaving. And, you know, the character of our team is going to continue to be tested with this next challenge. And, you know, the fact of the matter of it is it's 11 o'clock game and, and you know, 
it's still early in the football season. Who we are is defined by the end of the football season, and, and part of who we are is how do we respond when things don't go your way. And you know, I, I, that's to be honest with you, as much as you know, we do. We got a lot of respect for this Louisiana Monroe team. They're they've got some collection of really talented skill players on both sides of the ball. Yeah, we saw what they did two weeks ago, and they they can come in here and play as good a football as it may be anybody on our schedule. But the fact of the matter still comes down to us, Chris. And you know, that's the thing that we even learned again you know this past weekend is when we're doing what we need to do well we're a really good football team when we're maybe doing some things that you know precision and and you know execution aren't right then we can put ourselves at a real disadvantage and it doesn't matter who we're playing against you know from a positivity standpoint and it doesn't matter who we're playing against when we don't do things well we can put ourselves in a position to get beat and so um, as long as we continue to grow in that in those areas that's the biggest challenge for this football team going in this week last but not least cleveland browns got one on the board last night looked good doing it too yeah well did you watch it at all uh, unfortunately i didn't i I saw the results but uh you know now now the jets did play with their i think third string quarterback so we'll we'll see they got they got a big challenge out here this coming week we'll see what we'll see where they're at well last week was one of the worst football weekends of my life clones lost to the hawks and the vikings lost to the packers um I don't have to worry about the Vikings this week because I'm just done with them. I'm done with Kirk Cousins. I'm done with them, but go get a Cyclone victory, okay? We'll, we'll go to work for you. I promise yeah. that. I actually was uh, talking with Sage Rosenfels yesterday. I was like, I'd take Brock Purdy on the Vikings over Kirk Cousins right now. Sign me up today. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not letting him go, so so I'm sorry about that. All right, Coach. Thanks, buddy. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks so much. Go Cyclones. All right. I have say head coach Matt Campbell. We'll actually have the Cyclone Insider Program coming up next here on 1460 KXNL.